Hello and welcome to ESC Pulse, the podcast that beats and start of Eurovision. My name's Kylie. Hello, hi. And um, if you hear a little sniffling um, throughout this week's podcast, then I'm just feeling a little bit sniffly, but there's nothing to worry about. Hopefully I'm not coming down with something. <laughs> and as always, joining me... My name's John. Um, I'm already in mourning for all of my favourite songs and the contest hasn't even started yet. Oh, oh, poor <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, and you also went to Eurovision and concert in Amsterdam this weekend, so I'm pretty sure you got some interesting stories for this week. Oh, absolutely. Um, everyone, everyone was pretty good, actually, but I'll reveal a little more later. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. And our special guest for this week's episode is a new voice on this on on this uh, podcast, and um, very interested to hear what he has to bring to the table. We've got Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, everybody. This is Paul from Germany. Hello. So. Um... Hello, welcome. <laughs> hey. Vielen Dank. Aww. Okay, so um, as you knew here, would you like to explain um, what you do and uh, what's your relationship with the podcast, with the relationship with the contest? Yes, of course. Um, I'm a journalism student from Germany and I have written for some German uh, alternative and rock magazine and even started a YouTube channel some months ago. And I have been a Eurovision fan for all my life or even um, I think as long as I can think back. And the first ESC that I remember actually was 2002. I was six years old then, I think. Ooh. And um, I've been following the podcast for a few years now. I don't know exactly what was the first episode that I heard, but I've been a fan of the podcast for some years now. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, I feel so flattered. Uh, oh, and... Um, What's the name of your YouTube channel so um, we can direct people to subscribe to it? My YouTube channel is Bruce Reviews Music. Bruce is actually my second name, so that's giving the title for my channel. Ah, awesome. So we'll definitely put a link in the uh, episode description on the website. Okay, so... um, Thank you very much. So, um, what's your opinion on this year's contest and uh, the semi-final in particular, Paul? I think uh, that the year is all right overall. Um, There are not that many really great songs, but uh, the overall level is quite good. Okay, cool. And, um, John, what are you thinking about... um, this half of this um, second semi-final because um, yeah, it's generally agreed that um, much like the first semi-final, the second half isn't as good or as strong rather. Mm. I'd, I'd agree to a, to a certain extent. I mean, it's not for me personally, it's not as exciting, but I'm still hoping that um, all the delegations will bring something out out of the bag so to speak yeah i'm hoping so too oh the as we speak the stage is being constructed and um rehearsals are just uh about just uh 
under two weeks away so it's going to be very exciting to see how it all looks okay yeah i think the stage is stage design is very cool this year i like this design with the shell and everything really cool yeah yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how how it turns out i'm expecting it to be similar to 2010 but um um with a little bit of a difference i'll see how that turns out i'm quite excited okay so um let's go over the rules before we start so we're gonna go over each of the songs one by one uh we're gonna discuss what we like or don't like about them and then we're each gonna give them a score between zero and five zero for the worst and five for the best and the same goes for the public who also give it a score between zero and five and that's collected via scores collected from uh, ecforum.com net and from our own website on the google docs so are we all ready to get started yes okay so first up georgia la georgie this is idia with for you I was really excited when Iriau were announced because I think that their sound, their ethnic sound was really promising and rather adventurous for Georgian standards. For me, they delivered here. I think uh, this song has a really good layered sound. Their voices are really beautiful. And uh, all in all, it's got some kind of an anthemic quality to it. Um, We haven't seen a live performance of them, I think. But I uh, have no doubt that it will work on stage because they are such experienced performers. But uh, I think this might struggle to qualify, but I hope it does. It's certainly in my top 10. Yeah, um, I can't remember if it's in my top 10. I think it's just outside. Like I said a few weeks before, there's like 15 songs that are fighting to be in my top 10. But yeah, this is... um, one of those um i totally agree um yeah i I feel like it's rather underappreciated by the fandom but that's kind of expected with this kind of song i think it builds up really nicely and i'm looking forward to seeing looking forward to hearing how those harmonies sound live and because i think that that might just sound magical to my ears at least um i've kind of said it before that it kind of sounds like one of those songs that you know the bbc would use as the intro music to something like the world cup or the bbc that's something like kind of local sounding but also has a lot of swell to it and grand had a has like a grandiose quality to it and of course it it has to go without saying that uh, i'm really glad that we finally got a song that's fully in georgian in the adult contest so um yeah i'm I'm kind of expecting this not to go through but oh man it would be so nice if it did 
What about you, John? Oh, I think this song is in my top ten too. Yay! <laughs> now, now, I've heard this song uh, compared to a national anthem, a church hymn, uh, a Christmas carol, and um, some people have also um, described it as um, a throwback to um, Nigeria from Croatia a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's obvious, I think, also, yes. Yeah. And I love that song, so um, I really love this too. Um, this is everything that I love about Georgia and Eurovision. They're incredibly avant-garde most of the time. Um, this just feels so anthemic and so uplifting. And I'm interested to know why a lot of people aren't predicting this to qualify. I mean, it's not certain, but I think they're in with a chance. I think they could surprise a lot of people. I'm hoping so, anyway. Yeah, I think... Oh, you go on. I think uh, many people are not predicting this to qualify because those ethnic songs didn't have a good uh, qualification record in the last few years, not that many good results. And there are a lot of ethnic songs in this semifinal. So I don't... Um, I'm, I'm a fan of ethnic music, uh, but I think in a fandom, uh, they are not appreciating this as much. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, str I, I struggle to see how this is going to get much of a televote, but maybe if there's enough of a jury swing, this might sneak through, but maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Western televote will be a problem for this. Totally, which is unfortunate. Well, we can dream. Yeah, one can dream, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, any last words on this before we give it the first scores of the week? Not really. No? Nope. Oh, okay. Nothing for me. Okay, so I'm going to give this a four. Yeah, I also want to give this a four. I give this a four as well. Oh, awesome. Okay, and the public... Disappointingly, it's a two out of five from them. Ooh. A two? Yeah, I know. That's harsh. Oh. Oh, well. Okay, so next up... Poland. La Pologne. This is Grommy featuring Lucas Meyer with Light Me Up. Even when you're in the second half, you're always drawn second. <laughs> Someone at the <laughs> EBU clearly doesn't like you. Oh, okay. Um, as for um, my opinions on the song, um, it's frustrating because this is actually kind of up my streak. Like, I kind of like this sort of like um, EDM sound, but for me it's like a fifth rate 
version of that kind of sound that's been popular over the last few years and it's just yeah it doesn't really do much for me uh i mean like recently i've been revisiting a lot of cut copy songs they're one of my favorite bands by the way and uh, one of my dream acts to represent australia in eurovision although it never happened in a million years and uh it's just it's just that probably just um um hasn't helped in my opinion of the song it's just going from something uh, like an amazing attempt at that kind of sound to something very generic and well trodden and it's especially true in the live performance of this in the national final at least maybe they'll up their game in Lisbon but you know it's just sort of like Jairus last year proved that you can pull off this kind of song live and it's just for me just show just like another example of a Eurovision entry attempting this kind of sound and it just falls flat so yeah it's just yeah it's just some yeah a bit of a disappointment for me who's next Hmm, um I, I really loved this when it won the national final and um I still do like I still do like it a lot. Although, um, watching them at, in Amsterdam and comparing them to the rest of the songs that were being performed there, it did pale in contrast slightly. But that doesn't that that's not to say that they did a bad job. It's just that it's not it's no longer standing out as a a top candidate, I guess, but I still really like it. Yes, I know it's derivative from a lot of recent chart music, but you know, whatever. I, I, it, this song makes me happy, and that's all I ask for in a song. Oh, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, I was also at Amsterdam Eurovision in concert. I haven't said that yet. Ooh. Um, Yes, and I thought that they were rather good. I th- I think that they were better at, than in the Euro in the national final. Uh, his voice was clearly better than in the national final, and for me, they managed to get the crowd partying to this song. I know that's uh, not that difficult at Eurovision concert, but I think it was it was okay. I mean, they are clearly not as good as Norway was last year. The song is not as cutting edge for sure. Mm. But I like this one. Uh, I think it's it's an okay example of its genre because it's not as soft here in Germany. We have a lot of chart artists uh, who are really popular all over the world. Felix Yen, for example. Mm. And I think they make such such a soft kind of EDM music. It's it's just not my style. It's not as engaging, and I think. And this one is... Uh, at least you can party this song rather well. The vocals are a breaking point here. I think uh, in the national final, as I said, it was really bad. But if he manages to step his vocal game up a little bit, I think Juries and Televoters will both like this, and uh, this might qualify. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
Hasn't it got like a ridiculous amount of YouTube views, which kind of indicates that the Polish diaspora might be really invested in this? So that's the televote zone up um, oh, already. Yeah, they'll definitely mobilise for this. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they'll they'll nudge over the line and qualify. They they seem to have. Um, Found out how to qualify in the last few years, so I don't think they'll miss out this time either. Yeah, I definitely think that since they came back a few years ago, that um, they've definitely awoken a sleeping giant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, with a really good song, Poland might even win in the ne- in the next few years. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Ooh, I kind of I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, I kind of want it to happen because uh, I kind of want to go to Poland for personal reasons. So it'll give me a perfect excuse to go. <laughs> yeah, Poland would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, have, I have family in Poland, so it would be cool to visit them too. Oh. Okay. So, um, any last words before we give this a score? No. Don't no. think so. Okay, so I'm going to give this a two. Um, I'll give this a four. And it's a three for me. Okay, and the public agree with Paul. It's a three out of five from them. Okay, so next up. Malta. Malta. This is Christabel with Taboo. Uh, Hafner. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, as as you probably know if you listen to this show regularly, I went to the Maltese national final this year, and of course, um, Christabel won by an absolute landslide. Um, I'm going to plunge into a bit of a bad Eurovision here um, when I say that um, my relationship with this song is very on again, off again. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I never really rated this song when I first heard it, and then I saw um, the national final performance, and the staging was very, very impressive. And yet, still, whenever I hear it, I enjoy it when I hear it, but I can never bring myself to place it among my top favourites. I don't know what it is about it that makes me not jump up and down in a Malta fanboy fashion. Um, maybe, is, it, is it the dubstep break? Is it the lyrics? I really have no idea. I'm looking, I didn't like the music video, but I'm looking forward to seeing um, what staging they bring to Lisbon. Will they use the same one? I mean, that worked. Or will they um, over-egg the pudding um, again? <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you, you never know with Malta. I mean, I don't think this will qualify, but it could. You know, you never know with this semi-final. But I have to say, if if Christabel had been singing Kingdom from Malta Eurovision a couple of years back, um, she would have been 
my number one. Absolutely no contest. Yes, Queen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, Queensley. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Paul, what do you think? For me, uh, it was it was the best song in the Maltese National Final. Uh, I think it it even reminds me a bit of Lord's Green Light, which is a good thing thing because I really loved Lord's last album. Although she clearly has not the same charisma as her, but I think Yeson wrote a good pop song here. Uh, I think, uh, as John said, the staging is really good, but it can be a bit overwhelming. They uh, have a lot of different elements in the staging and uh, Christabel is also very, uh, yeah, very uh, captivating as a performer, but uh, she's always a bit on the border to overacting, to being um, a bit exhausting to watch and to listen to. But in the end, I think the song is, is all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, there's something oh. holding me back from really liking it. I mean, I don't mind it. And I kind of hope that they have a similar stage show. Um, to, but uh, I'll be a little bit more polished, um, that they had in the national final. And, um, if, uh, in terms of the song, especially the revamp, like I kind of feel like it, like the chorus starts off with this nice build up, and then when it kicks in, it kind of sounds a little bit washed out. Like, like it, I think it could have been benefited from like a bit of a like a harder rave beat or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but um, yeah, I feel like it could have like in terms of production had a bit more impact for for me a little bit and um uh yeah the I think this part of the running order is a little bit curious for me cuz um you start you, you start off with Poland which is this very um happy EDM song and then you got Malta which is this similarly paced sort of like hard pop song and then and then you got what's coming after this uh, which is, I just find this trio in the running order a little bit weird <coughs> excuse me and um yeah I, I kind of appreciate that um the song kind of touches on like mental illness I mean I know I've been struggling with it the last few years but um as people have pointed out like like a, a lot of people have uh that I know have said oh I didn't know the song was about this until you pointed it out which I kind of feel like is a bit of a problem it, you know it it you know it's not doesn't really put it out there what it's about it um which is a bit of a problem um I have no idea how this is going to do. I could see it not qualify, but I could also see it sneak through as well. So, um, yeah, um, maybe the live show in Lisbon will help me appreciate this more. But right now, I just kind of feel like there's something severely missing with this, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, but um, but kudos to kudos to them for bringing up this um, topic, which I also feel very passionately about. And 
as as you know, I love my Malta Eurovision singers, and um, I did briefly meet Christabel a couple of years ago, and she's a very sweet girl. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm behind her. Yeah, and considering the lyrics, I have to say that uh, when you compare it to some of the other Gerson songs of the last years, this is clearly the most sophisticated one. So there's not just, it's not just a plain love song, even it's, if it's not that obvious on the surface, as you stated, it's, it's a good, it's, there are some uh, good passages in this. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Any last words before we give this a score? Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm nope. going to give this a three. I'll, I'll, I'll give this a three. For yeah, me, I'll... it's a three as well. Sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. Okay. And the public, give it a two out of five. Oh, slightly harsh. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it's, 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 what I f it's what I fear might happen. It might sort of go a little bit forgotten by the public sadly but we'll see. oh well okay so next up Hungary Hungary this is AWS with Vislat Nya which means goodbye summer Uh, progressive metal may be my favorite music style. Uh, I know that they are not that progressive, but there hasn't been any other song in this style at Eurovision so far. Maybe Ukraine last year, but uh, this is really right up my alley. It's my second favorite this year overall, and it's, in my opinion, the best song of this semifinal by far. Ooh. I think rock music, rock music has a hard time commercially in the charts nowadays and at Eurovision there is no exception. I think that the last uh, rock song that was really a successful, I can't think of one, maybe it was manga even? Yeah, I, don't I think, think it was, yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, that has been eight years ago now? Yeah. Oh god, okay, it feels uh, so long ago. <laughs> yeah, this th that's a really long time. There were some some rock songs in the last few years. Uh, Cyprus has ha had that uh, Gerson rock song two years ago, but there haven't been any really successful ones. And I think this song is so clever. Wislet Nya is true to AWS's style and nevertheless very Eurovision because of that key change and all of that. There are some very harsh vocals, but good clean vocals as well. Um, I've listened to some of their albums since then and the material they put out Uh, earlier than this is not that different. It's uh, sometimes even more experimental and all of that, but uh, they really stay true to what made them famous in Hungary, I think. And I hope, I really hope this qualifies. As I said, rock uh, has a high but if um, they manage to get the energy that their live performance brings to the stage um, good uh, in a good form to Lisbon, I think this might stand a chance if the uh, televoters are really overwhelmed by this this may work i hope so yeah i hope so too like this isn't my um 
type of rock music is a little bit too harsh for me. Um, but I do very much appreciate um, a song like this competing in the contest. And um, I do would like to see it do well. Like if, if it doesn't qualify, which it could happen, uh, I, I would actually be sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this, this is one of those songs that um, could finish anywhere, anywhere in the semi-final. It's weird. Um, um, as you say, um, it, it's rather true to their genre, but also rather Eurovision friendly. <laughs> as you say, it's got the key change. And, um, I read somewhere that it's got the fastest BPM out of all the songs this year. It comes at around like 160 beats per minute, which is quite brutal. Um, for, uh, for comparison, the, usually the slowest happy hardcore songs start at 180 BPM, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, um, I don't know what else to say about it, but, um, it's not really my kind of rock music, but I, I'm happy it's here and I hope it does well. What about you, John? Well, I should say firstly that it's, again, it's not the kind of music that I would ever listen to voluntarily, if that makes sense. I mean, mm. um, you, you'll never find me at a, rock or metal or screamo concert. But having said that, <clears throat> um, I do really enjoy this. And um, AWS were also in Amsterdam, and I was in the crowd, and I was loving every every second. Um, so I didn't want them to qualify at first, but I'm coming round the idea i i i can really um, appreciate this song now <laughs> i've <laughs> i've seen the light um out of curiosity how was the crowd reaction to this in amsterdam what were they also won over or is it very much oh my god what is this noise <laughs> well certain fans you'll never be able to win over with guitars but um <laughs> They got a they got a loud applause. Um, I didn't I didn't notice many people just standing there looking miserable, but that that might be because I was too busy moshing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess mixed um, as you can expect, but um, yeah, they rock the place. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, the uh, live performance at Eurovision in concert showed even more that they are a bit out of place in this um, in this Eurovision year. They were so different to uh, everything else, but I think uh, the crowd gave this yeah, a warm welcome, although n not many people were really excited about this. Uh, no one was no one was uh, shocked or or really uh, reacting bad to to Hungary. So that, that was more than I expected actually. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so um, uh, anything else before we give this a score? 
Yeah, now you say that, I I guess it is a risky choice from Hungary, but I hope it pays off for them. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, it's good to have a risky choice. I mean, it's high risk, as we say, but it's also high reward. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know the last song um, that sounded like this... um, came last in its semi-final that was Slovakia but mm. then again he did sing it out off key um, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen with these guys yeah and I think the presentation kind of made it feel like a bit of a hair metal pastiche as well whereas like this is <laughs> definitely comes across as a lot more contemporary and credible I think hmm. yeah the the only song that might compare in um in terms of heaviness with this might be uh, Finland 2015, and we all know where that ended up in the end. Oh, oh well. Oh. It, it's a different cup of tea this time, I think. This is this just looks more professional, more uh, mainstream-friendly, I think. Yeah, I think so, too, yeah. And um, hopefully, like, the juries at least recognize that, because um, they might be the ones that kill it but hopefully not okay the, the jury vote is really interesting on this yes mm. i'll be looking forward to seeing that breakdown when it comes out <laughs> okay so um uh, let's give this a score i'm gonna give this a free it's it's pretty much my default fencing score so um yeah exactly the same for me it's a three and uh, it's no surprise that I give this a five. Ooh. And the public, I'll split down the middle. It's a three out of five. And uh, just, okay. yeah, just looking at this breakdown, there's um, quite a few fours and fives, but also a lot of zeros and ones. So, yeah, it's, it is definitely a very Marmite song. <laughs> In the televote, this might be a good thing. Yep, yep, with this system that definitely benefits more Marmite songs, so that can only be a good thing. Okay, so next up. Latvia. La Lettonie. This is Laura Risotto with Funny Girl. You're looking at her, she's looking at you. I'm falling apart, what can I do to make you feel that way about me too? Where I've got complex feelings towards this. In regards to the song, I, I I don't really get it at the moment. Maybe I will get it once uh, we see the live show. But for now, it's kind of comes across as a bit cold for me. Um, uh, for some reason, maybe it's the production. It's a little bit too sleek. I don't know. Um, but I do recognize that she does sell the song really well. And it, she's pretty much, pretty much carrying the, the song pretty much. And, um, I do think, you know, if they keep the, those kind of like flashy cuts and, uh, 
the simple staging and stuff like that i think this could do surprisingly well <coughs> excuse me um i do definitely see the jury appeal in this like this could kind of be like like a bit like Amanata a few years ago like this could be surprisingly well with the juries like i think that was second um uh, both in the final and its semi-final that year with the juries and um yeah um so i could see it do surprisingly well but at the moment it's not really doing much for me unfortunately um who wants to go next yeah for me i might be a bit biased on this because i think that the national final had a lot of better songs my personal favorite was just fine and Esamibo was also really great and i must say that this hasn't really grown on me since then i think it was also rather bland in amsterdam i know she can sing well the production is all right but for me she's not she has not that much charisma she doesn't really fit to the persona she wants to incorpor incorporate in this song and i know she um she wrote the song by herself and uh, this might be really close to her heart but it just doesn't really work for me when she goes on stage and I think, yeah, what, what you said, Kylie, might be true. This might be a really jury-friendly song in, in the Supernova. Um, they, are, um, they placed it at, uh, as the first, placed it on the first place in the semifinal and as well. So I think this might indicate that it will be also rather successful with the juries in Lisbon. But mm. I, I actually hope it won't get over the line. I think it might be 60-40 for not qualifying, in my opinion. But I, I can't really um, think of what the televoting says about this. So hmm. it's it's only guessing at the moment. Yeah, especially with the, this um, running order, it's sandwiched between... Well, you've got a really hard rock song before it, and then you've got a potential um, top five in the final after it. So there's like a danger that it could be memory hold in that running order, I think. Yeah, between Sweden and Hungary, it's uh, not as thankful. This place is, is re really hard for. Uh, not that. Um, yeah, it's not that loud, this song, so it might get lost. Hmm. What do you think, John? Um, well, the song reminds me um, of uh, Flashlight from Poland last year, um, although, of course, it's a, a completely different subject matter. And um, the performance reminds me a little bit of Evridiki from Cyprus when she had the long red dress and gloves. Oh, um, yeah. Back, back in 1992. So, yeah, I like, I like Laura and I like her uh, sultry performance um the song just isn't standing out for me and i don't see it qualifying right now purely on the ba on the basis that it's not a standout and i think what comes after it in the running order will overshadow it quite significantly sadly 
Mm. Yeah, it's mm, not good. Okay, so um, anything else before we give this a score? No. No, no. okay. Okay, so I'm going to give this a two. We're agreeing a lot this week. It's a two for me as well. <laughs> for me, for me, it's just a one. Ooh. <laughs> okay, and the public are a little bit more positive. It's a three out of five from them. Oh, okay. okay. It's just us that are the killjoys, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so next up. Sweden. La Suède. This is Benjamin and Grosso with Dance You Off. Just wanna dance, dance you off. So don't you dare, dare, dare wait up. Cause I just wanna feel the mood. Get with anyone but you and I'm at now. Yeah, I'm at now. Just wanna John, you're the Sweden fan. Uh, you think you should start? <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Paul, you go next. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we all know that the 80s are in now. Yeah. Um, and musicians are trying to do their best 80s impressions. This all, um, really reminds me of The weekend, And in my opinion, it was the best song in this year's very mediocre Melody Festival. Mm -hmm. um, I know he was, he was kind of a douchebag on stage last year. And I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't really like that song at all last year but i think he still is but it fits to the song it fits to the um, subject matter of the song of this um trying to get a relationship ended and the staging really got me in the end these red lights it's um creating a bit of a stranger things feeling for me and i know that it's not that adventurous of a song it's uh, um very chart friendly but yeah. In my opinion, it hits just the right spot in time. It hits the zeitgeist very well, and this might be of a really good result in Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Um, I think this is like a strong candidate for top five at least. And um, if if there's any chance it's gonna win, it's because it's visually distinct from uh from what we've seen from anyone else anyway um, I want to dislike this I really do but <laughs> consider this the recipient of my guilty pleasure rosette for the week <laughs> it's just it's just that groove it's just such a really good groove like um, I was gonna say something similar to you Paul like it sounds very much like um some of the weekend songs and like I I really like um, Can't Feel My Face and uh, a couple of other so of his songs are similar so <laughs> this is only like a plus point for me and um, yeah just <laughs> as much as I want to dislike it and go oh look at this little twip 
<laughs> spinning around and thinking he's all flash and everything is just like I can't help but watch that performance and go yep this is on point like I just oh, I just despite my better instincts I can't help myself but I think that's that's what the that's a can only be a positive like <laughs> like 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 if despite your better instincts it makes you go yep that's good like that can only be uh, a good omen for its potential result I think <laughs> um, I can only imagine the look on John's face right now <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else before we give this a score? In the end, I can really understand uh, all the people who don't like this. Yeah. Just as you said, it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me as well, but I think the studio version is is really good. The backing track is the best thing about it, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely think so, yeah. Okay, so let's give this a score... (laughs) Sorry, John, it's a four. <laughs> and for me, it's a four as well. Okay, well, look, I actually think that Benjamin is a great guy. Um, the song, it's my one and only zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- th- that's even worse that it's your only zero. Like, that's that, that's such a burn. <laughs> it was like with me and Iceland <laughs> this year. <laughs> okay, and the public, give it a three out of five. So, yeah, that's another one that's kind of split down the middle there. <laughs> a lot of fans, but also a lot of haters. Okay, so we got three songs left to go. So let's get cracking. And next up. Montenegro. Le Montenegro. This is Fania Radonovic with Inye, which means hoarfrost. Uh, there was actually um, a small funny story at um, Eurovision in concert because at the beginning of his performance, uh, Vanya was throwing some promo CDs into the audience and right, uh, I think two or three rows before me, a guy was hit in the face by one of his <laughs> promo CDs. He was throwing them really far into the audience, I think 20 or 25 meters or something like that. Wow. And um, yeah, but in the end, uh, another guy next to me um, um, got the CD that hit the other person and um, gave it to him as an apolo- apology. So that was a really nice moment in, uh, in the audience there. Yeah, there was a, a, a bit of a, an odd start for this one in um, in Amsterdam. But in the end, I love Balkan ballads, and I think this is a solid one. 
the instrumentation could have been a bit better, a bit richer, maybe more guitar, a flute or something like that. This is relying very much on these heavy piano chords, but it's nice. And I hope this qualifies because I think that if this does well, Montenegro will send more of this in the future. And I hope so. I, I hope that maybe sometime Jacob Yokozimovic might come back because he's one of my favorite Eurovision artists of all time. Lana Moore, you might be my favorite song. Eurovision after all so it's n not a big surprise that I like this oh that's such a great choice for your all time favorite Eurovision song <laughs> yay thank you um, yeah I kind of have uh, similar uh, opinions to you like um, I'm a fan of Balkan ballads as well but like this is like more on sort of like the B list in terms of um, the caliber of the uh, Balkan ballads we've had in Eurovision but still glad that we have at least one of these in this year's contest at least and um yeah um this is like similar to Georgia like this is rather underappreciated by the fans like uh kind of mentioned a few weeks ago but um yeah it was John like John and a couple of our other friends went to a UK um, Ogai event where they were scoring all the songs and, and, and they got mocked by some idiot for singing along to the song. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that kind of, and I said that kind of annoyed me, but, um, uh, as I, dig I digress, um, I, I think it's, I think it's a really nice song. It's got a nice build to it, and I, I had to look at the translated lyrics recently, and they're heart wrenching, um, which is quite standard for the Balkan ballads, which is partly why I'm such a big fan of them because I'm a bit of a softie <laughs> at heart. And, um, yeah, I hope this qualifies. I mean, these kind of entries tend to do, tend to qualify, um, especially for Montenegro, where, where that is the only type of song where they're qualified with. So I'm hoping that, that it, that it, it, it I'm hoping that it, um, continues that trend at least. <laughs> Hmm. Well, you know, that's that's the way to endear yourself to an audience, walk on stage and attack them with CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you made a very good point. Like, Montenegro have almost been as avant-garde as Georgia over the years, and yet the only time that they've qualified is with traditional folk Balkan ballads. And... I think they could do it again this time. I mean, it's not... It pales into comparison when you put it up against uh, the likes of uh, Jellicoe's songs and even, even Moist Fiet, but this is the type of Eurovision song I I appreciate. You, you know, you can stick your chart-friendly stuff where it doesn't shine, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm hopeful for this. It's It's... The odds may seem stacked up against it, but then if it does qualify, we'll all be like, oh, yeah, it had to qualify. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, good good luck, good luck, Vanya. And um, he seems to have a really cracking sense of humour as well. He's been <laughs> um, cracking a lot of um, self-deprecating jokes on, on the pre-party circuit. So he seems like he seems like a really sound guy. So yeah, good luck to him. Oh. Okay, anything else before we give this a score? Yeah, I remember that most of these Balkan ballots, uh, even the ones that qualified in the last years, were underestimated before the contest, underrated by, uh, especially by the betting odds. I remember that uh, Knez has uh, had also very bad uh, betting odds in 2015, and he managed to get, I think, 14th or 13th, 13th. or something like that. Yes. And that worked also. I think that song was a bit um, um, bit better, I think. But in the end, uh, this might be some of uh, might might be one of these songs that uh, were underestimated as well. Yeah, I know. I certainly underestimated uh, Kinez and before I saw that first rehearsal, and I was like, like I was kind of very lukewarm on that song beforehand, and then when I saw that first rehearsal, I was like. Yes. Oh, so um, yeah, I'm yes. I, I'm glad that um, it, um, I I'm glad that um, exceeded expectations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people leading up to the contest were saying, "Oh, that's not going to do very well." Knez has no charisma, and yet he turned out to have even more charisma in his little finger than half of the other contestants. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fingers crossed. Okay, yeah. so um, let's give this a score. I'm going to give this a four. Three or four, what do you think? Go with your heart. Three. Oh, mm. okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. And I'm giving it a four as well. And the public... Oh, kind of uh, disappointingly, but unsurprisingly, it's a two out of five. Oh, boo. Boo. As we expected. <laughs> okay, so two potato songs. Potato's been a potato. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, two songs left. So next up. Slovenia. La Slovenie. This is Lea Sirk with Vala Ne, which means no thank you. Yeah, I think it might be time for me to get out my uh, guilty pleasure bouquet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't love this song, but it has grown on me quite considerably since it went and randomly won the national final. Um, example: I was, I was in the crowd in Amsterdam, of course, and. Um, when when the assert came on, I was you know I was crunking along with her, um, or whatever, whatever it is you call uh, the latest dance craze. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, it it does a job. I really don't think it's going to come near to qualifying, but um, it's growing on me. I have to say, 
Um, let's see if it grows on me enough to um, get it over the qualification line, but I really don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, I kind of feel bad for saying this because a couple of my friends like are really behind this they're like oh my god this is the bop of the second semi-final and all the rest of it uh, but oh <laughs> uh, uh, the prop oh, i'm so frustrated with this song because like right the verses are okay and the pre-chorus is actually like really good but then like it drops and the payoff is that and it's just like oh like that's such a non-chorus if I ever heard it it's just oh it's just so frustrating I would like this so much more if it wasn't for that non-chorus and it's just uh that's that's the one thing I think is going to kill it in the end. Like uh, to to all my friends listening who love this, I, I'm sorry, but <laughs> to have to disappoint you. But yeah, but I I I I just can't see this doing that well. To be honest, maybe it will, maybe. But for right now, I I think just feel like the the odds are kind of more stacked up against it, and um. Yeah, I wish I could like it more, but I just can't. <laughs> I, I know, I know someone in Slovenia who agrees wholeheartedly with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, Paul, what do you think? I kind of agree with uh, both of you. I think she looked really good on stage. She had a good um, show going on in Amsterdam. And I appreciate that they went more experimental with this one. It's got a cool electro sound, but this obvious big problem with the chorus is killing it in the end. Uh, I think that the build-up is is great, and this makes it even even worse because the chorus is just kind of not there. And... Yeah, I, I think that people will get a bit annoyed on this, annoyed from this on the TV screen, and it might put them put them off. So it's cool that it's so experimental, and it might uh, be enjoyed by some um, some certain people really really much. But I have my difficulties with this song as well. Yeah, especially if like they have the like the super fast cuts like they did in the national final, like might come across as too in your face. I think. Yeah, this was a bit disturbing. I, th- I think the um, national final performance was okay, but I didn't like this fake mirror style uh, because it it just was not that good synchronized. So I'm not sure about this. I don't think it would qual- it will qualify either. Although it has an okay placing in the running order between Montenegro and Ukraine, this could stand out a bit. But this is kind of the song. Uh, it's typical for Krista Björkman to put a song in uh, the uh, running order place before the last one that has no chance at all. <laughs> uh, well, he did the same with Slovenia last year, and look where it got them. Yeah. <laughs> running right, order. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, late running order doesn't always help. <laughs> okay, um, anything else before we give this a score? Nothing for me. Okay, so I'm going to give this a two. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's a three. <laughs> for me, it's a two. Okay, and the public agree with John. It's a three out of five from them. Surprising. (laughs) (laughs) It must have more fans than I thought. Yeah, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so last but by no means least at the semi final Ukraine. Ukraine. This is Melavine with Under the Ladder. Now, um, bear with me, um, I might ramble on a bit, but um, I got a bit of a weird relationship with this song. So um, I first first heard it in in the semi-final of the Ukrainian national final, and I enjoyed it then, but then I went away, forgot about it. Then I watched the final of the Ukrainian national final, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I enjoyed this. And then... Uh, the more I thought about it, the more I went back at, to watch it and listen to it. And the more I watched it and listened to it, the more I liked it. And so this cycle continued and to the point where it's now my personal winner of the year. Yeah, it grew on me <laughs> to that extent. Um, not that I didn't already really like it to begin with, but... Um, yeah, it's just grown on me even more now. Um, uh, I'm trying to pin down exactly what it is that made me like it so much. Um, um, first of all, um, musically, it's kind of up my street, that kind of like, um, sort of like piano rock kind of thing going on. And um, I, 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 yes, I know that is diction is not the best but that can be worked on um and i did look up um what the lyrics were because obviously i couldn't understand what most of them were and they're actually really good lyrics and they they appeal to me and thinking about it um this might seem sacrilege to some people listening but it's pretty much a late 80s cure song pretty much i mean it's kind of like got like the similar aesthetic like sort of like poppy piano driven song with sort of like dark lyrics kind of thing and yeah the, i i do like appreciate the whole aesthetic this kind of like gothy byronic hero thing that um he's got going for him and i've even gotten used to the contact lens that he wears um yeah and obviously the best bit of the whole performance for me uh, i hope they kind of 
keep this because that uh, they are changing things about the staging for for Lisbon. But like for me, the best bit that goes, oh my god, this is so amazing, is that stripped back middle eight where it's just him on the piano and his voice, and it's just like oh my god, he's actually amazing. Like, he, like he, he's a really good performer. Like, he's got a bit of showmanship going for him, which is really good for his age. Like, like he's... He, speaking of which, like, he's actually considerably younger than I would have guessed. Like, he's only just turned 21, which is, like, astonishing for me. And, um... Yeah, um... Yeah, I, I'm hoping this is going to be top 10. Like, I don't think it's going to win. Like, there's like 0% a chance of this winning. But and, and if it was up to me, this would easily win. But top 10, I would, yeah, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's my piece. Don't discount it just yet. Hey. In 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 my in my opinion, because you know they Ukraine accidentally won a couple of years ago, and with this one, it could could happen again. You never know, because <laughs> you know this song. Um, you're not the only one to um, for it to really grow on you, because I've I've seen it with a lot of of, of people that I know that with repeated listens it kind of hypnotises people into submission and people really get into the song. It's a real earworm, and um, that's what I think is going to do very well for this song. Um, yeah, I was really... In, I've been really looking forward to getting to review this song because I knew how much you liked this, Kylie, and I was really in- interested to find out why. Um <laughs> Partly because I, I, it was an ex- unexpected that um, you had this as your favourite. Um, having um, known what your past number ones have been. <laughs> but yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the, the cracking point in this song is his, as you said, his pop star aura with his uh, contact lens and everything, especially his um, style of clothes is also really hooky. You can uh, remember him, his, the color th- colors that he wear, and um, it fits to the staging and everything. I think that he's a great live performer. Um, in Amsterdam, he was really good as well. Um, my girlfriend who was with me said that it was her personal favorite of the night. And... Although he has not the greatest voice, I think he manages to deliver this song really, really well. And I think Ukraine has a potential hit here. This might be a dark horse on the night. I hope so. Oh, oh, not to get my hopes up too much, but the thought of this accidentally winning would be so hilarious to me, just for the image of um, the guys at the EBU thinking, oh shit, we gotta go to Kiev again. I'd love to go to Kiev again. Oh yeah, I I enjoyed myself in Kiev. Yeah, I, I would like to go back. Yeah, I think for a really good result, he needs 
um, a second half draw because they let him finish the second semifinal and if he gets uh, a draw in the first half in the final he might be among the songs who open mm. yeah that's my worry yeah, yeah. I hope they don't do what they've done the last two years running, which is put the last song of semi-final two on first in the final. Mm. I mean, get some originality, for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, I'm absolutely flabbergasted, but really happy that this is closing the semi-final. Like, my favourites never close any show, so, like... This is like, like oh. new for me. <laughs> well, it's the first time for everything. Oh. Okay. Um. Any last words before we give the final schools of the week? I have to say that I am glad that uh, for the second year in a row the jury wasn't able to put Tayana through. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like both of her songs, and I don't think that all of this. Yeah, very long national final is necessary in Ukraine. But they had some great songs in both years, so I think they are heading in a good direction. Ukraine is still a powerhouse in Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I definitely think they've, um, uh, since the um, year break, they've taken on a new direction. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's um, paying them dividends, I think. Well, not so much last mm-hmm. year, but... Yeah, I, I like that the thing that they're changing things up a little bit. Okay, so um, the t- stands are going to write into us, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but things need to be said. Um, okay, so um, let's give this a score. Obviously, I'm going to give this a five. <laughs> what about you, John? Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, uh, three. Okay. It's a four for me. Okay, and the public agree with John. It's a three out of five. Oh well. Wow. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, so um, that's all the schools for semi two um coming in. So I'll just go to um figure out um um what our 10 qualifiers would be according to our scores and um uh, we got a bit of a tiebreaker for the 10th slot so um uh, yeah that's awkward um is there any way of breaking the um impasse um i don't know um or shall, or shall we just pick one um, yeah, just pick one. Um, okay, so there's four um, that are tied for joint tenth. So we've got Romania, Moldova, Malta, and Sweden. Oh, gosh. Um, Moldova. Yeah, I'm going Moldova as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Moldova, but for me, it's Sweden. Oh, okay. Oh, but, but... That's Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, kind of being outvoted there. <laughs> okay, so um, so the remaining nine, I'll do that in alphabetical order. Okay, so just bear with me. Okay, so in alphabetical order, the remaining 
nine along with Moldova. Uh, the first one is Australia. Surprise. Yes. Hmm. Uh, second one is Denmark. Again, not a surprise. Yay. <laughs> Third one is Georgia. Yay. Oh, brilliant. The fourth one is Hungary. Very cool. Yay. Oh. The fifth one is Montenegro. Yay. Uh-huh. Yes. The sixth one is Poland. Okay. Oh, we've we've skipped quite an obvious one there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the seventh one is Serbia. Yay. Mm-hmm. The eighth one is the Netherlands. Mm. Mm. And the ninth one is Ukraine. Hooray! Yay. Yay! Oh, but that's so unrealistic yet again. Yeah. <laughs> no Norway, no Sweden. <laughs> like that's going to happen. No Russia. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so um, that's it for this week. So um, just to give a thanks once again to Paul. Uh, thank you very much for coming in. It's been great having you on. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Uh, have you on yeah. again sometime? It was a great pleasure to podcast with you. Oh, thank you very much. Vielen Dank. Vielen Dank. Oh. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. We got just got one part left to go. So next week, me and John and uh, another guest will be doing the Big Five and the host country Portugal, and uh, we'll also be doing the overall top ten scores and announcing the winner of uh, the EC Pulse twenty eighteen review. So, oh, it'll be very interesting to see how that how that turns out uh, what do you think John wow we're on the home stretch I can't believe it oh, I can't believe it either oh my god oh, I'm, hoping, oh. I'm hoping for a shock winner again because that's yeah. just so us isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, will actually, you will actually review my personal favourite next week which is Italy Ooh. for the second year in a row Nice choice. Okay, so, um, okay, so that's it for this week. So, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.